Welcome to Space Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Gielen. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 27th official episode. Today we're going to be going through the East and the West and trying to figure out who's really a contender for the NBA Finals and who's just a pretender, who's not really all of that. Pretender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking about which teams might be, might be having better regular seasons or worse regular seasons than their playoff performances will actually... I guess suggest that and they would have. What what we mean by contender is do they have a strong chance or just a legitimate stake in getting to the Eastern Conference or Western Conference finals? Mm-hmm. Would you say that? So, yeah, yeah. So like a team that makes it to the second round doesn't make them a contender. We're talking about the teams that legitimately like could go out there and beat the Warriors because I think that right now the Warriors are the team to beat. But, you know, and even though that doesn't mean like we're, like the Warriors, I think it's like pretty much the Warriors would have to beat themselves. But these teams are the only, or like the ones that really have a chance of making it to the finals, of making it to the conference finals, and like really making a push for the championship, it's championship itself. Whereas there's a lot of teams I think that are still kind of in the playoff race, but that really not gonna do they don't anything. really have a chance of getting any further than like the second round or something. Yeah. All right, so let's start. I want to start with the Eastern Conference. Yeah. Um, so starting with the top of the Eastern Conference, obviously the Milwaukee Bucks. And I guess it's sort of hard to come up with reasons why the Milwaukee Bucks aren't a contender because I think that like right off the bat, we would say that they are. And, and they've already clenched their spot in the playoffs. But I think that we could see them, because they're so much better this season than they were last season, their sort of like lack, I guess, of play of experience and playing with like how good they are right now and being like the one seed might sort of catch up to them this season where like they don't really know how to handle that i'm also just thinking Giannis has never won a playoff series yeah which that's is, sort of what i mean it's yeah like, like this this bucks team has never won a playoff series and they lost to a team last year in the Kyrie less gordon hayward less celtics mm-hmm. That they really should have beaten. And I, I understand it's a completely different team this year, different yeah. coach. But still, you don't have that sort of kind of like experience. Whereas you're going to have like a second round game and it's like a game five on the road or you know, game six on the road. Mm-hmm. And it's like the last five minutes of the game. Are you going to have that kind of just sort of clutch calmness that you see with maybe different teams around the league? like? Yeah even like the Celtics or the 76ers and just like going out and taking that win and just having that playoff experience in the big moment. Yeah. I would say still yes. Cause I think this team has just played so superior. It's, they've late. been so good this season that it's impossible to say they're not a contender. Yeah. You know, they would really have to fall off a cliff to not make the, the Eastern conference finals and maybe the, and maybe the finals. Do you themselves. think they're title contenders? Like get rather like finals contenders. If they if they're by saying that they're contenders, I think that they're that means that they're finals contenders. But I'm, I'm saying, but okay, would you put them as like the one or two favorites in the East? Hmm. Um, I am very willing to put my money on them making the Eastern Conference Finals. When it gets to the Eastern That's Conference Finals, the yeah, they're they're sort of I guess I don't I think the lack of playoff experience is sort of like overvalued but the way that they've got they've gotten so much better basically in the last season means that i think that like when they they've got they've been great this regular season by the time they get to the playoffs i honestly i think that like it might start to catch up to them not like 100 percent it will but it might start to catch up of like 
wait, we don't know what to do being the one seed. You know, we won all these games in the regular season, but like, what do you actually do now that you're the best team in a conference? Um, so it's hard for me to say. I, I think that they're my favorite to win the East, and I still would have them losing in the finals, but so that's a yes. you should but you should never count the Bucks out. What do you what, out, so, out of what? Out of out of like they could win the finals. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on the yes. Yes, they're a playoff cont- they're yes, they're a finals contender. They're a, t- they're yeah. a finals favorite. I don't I don't think they, they're a top two favorite, I think. Like you just said you had them winning the East. I have them winning the East. I don't have them winning the finals. Yeah, the East. That's yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. So okay. they're they're my favorite to win the East. Okay. I would say they're not my favorite just because I look at this roster and they have like two guys that can create their own shot. Like maybe if Eric Bledsoe is playing well or maybe if Malcolm Brogdon yeah. is playing well. But historically, we've seen that Eric Bledsoe in the playoffs kind of sucks. And also that like Malcolm Brogdon, while he's like really efficient, he's not a high volume player. Mm-hmm. So I would say that outside of Giannis and Chris Middleton has started to create his own shot this year. I feel like they like don't have that guy. They they don't have a bunch of guys to where like oh if Giannis is having an off night, you can just kind of give it to someone else and they can go get a bucket because like yeah. in the playoffs it's a totally different scenario as we'll see with like a bunch of other teams that we're going to be talking about. It's very important that the, that your opposing team has seven games to to only focus on you. Yeah, and to focus how to defeat the Milwaukee Bucks, how to try to stop Giannis who could be most affected by that because his whole thing is he's just been kind of like unstoppable. But I think I think that like part of what's different about the Milwaukee Bucks is like when you compare them to I guess like the Houston Rockets, right, who kind of have like one guy that creates their own shot and that's James Harden. They live and die by the 3 and they live and die by James Harden. Whereas I think that like Giannis that if Giannis is a bit of an off night, it doesn't really affect the Bucks as much because how do you really have like a terrible night from two feet away from the basket you know what i mean like okay you're, Giannis, you're like, like james harden could have a night where he Giannis goes two for 15 for three i'm saying and the, like the that ruins the also Rockets. shoots one of the most threes in the nba yeah but so but what i'm saying is like even though they shoot some of the most threes in the nba their leading scorer doesn't shoot threes so if they're having an off night from three then Giannis is going to be playing bully ball inside because who who what one person can stop them you know and obviously Kawhi then i guess leonard Kawhi Leonard one on one, I don't think could could stop Jimmy him. Butler. None of them one on one, I don't think can completely shut down Giannis. Can you slow him down? Yes, but that requires a whole team, and that leaves your shooters Same. open. I think like the people in the East, you have two of the best. What like four, three, star defenders in the league in Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler at the wing position. I'm saying if, if there's yeah. like a team that's kind of built to take down these two they might be like the 76ers and the Raptors just because they have dudes who are well equipped to stop Giannis or slow him down significantly yeah but I I still don't think like even just like the height difference alone Giannis is like seven feet tall Kawhi is six seven like Kawhi's not six seven yes he is okay continue talking yeah but um just that height difference alone, like, that's basically like a center uh, being guarded by a small forward, except, like, that what? center. Yes. Kawhi Leonard Kawhi is, like, Leonard kind of undersized. Seven. Okay, that's crazy. Continue talking. Yeah. So, <laughs> so like, yes, Kawhi Leonard is one of the best perimeter defenders in the league right now, if not the best perimeter defender in the league right now. Giannis, does, Giannis scores, like, so much around the basket and is, like, so hard to stop inside that, like, 
is it even really perimeter defense to, to a point? Like, if you put a post defender on him, Giannis is just going to walk right by him. You know? Yeah, that's They're true. just not quick enough. And, I like, if thinking... you put Kawhi on him, like, how does Kawhi stop Giannis inside? I think it's very hard to stop him with one guy. The thing is, I feel like the perfect team to kind of outmatch mm-hmm. up with the Bucks in my mind, is kind of OKC because they have the two things that help stop Giannis. They have a very good athletic tall wing defender in paul george yeah and they have a phenomenal rim protector in steven adams plus they play good team defense where each one steps in Mm -hmm. and i feel like that was a little bit of a tangent but i feel like the raptors and to a lesser extent maybe the 76ers are like very built similarly to okc which is why i'm I'm just all right let's 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 move on to the raptors yeah um i think that like yes like you said the raptors are very well equipped to stop Giannis, like as a team, um, but like I mean, given I also don't think have, they don't have that I was gonna rim say, protection. Marcus saw like I think Marcus saw is more of a like paint protector really than a rim protector. Like Marcus saw is a big body inside. You could put Pascal but, like, Siakam on him. That's true. Pascal Siakam and Kawhi well, Leonard. I mean, no, you kind of put Kawhi Leonard, Leonard on it, but I'm saying like. But but then them two sharing the load means that at all times Giannis will have a fantastic defender on him who yeah. is very capable Even of throwing slowing him down. Even throwing Ananobi there, yeah. they have like three very athletic dudes. Yes. And also I think Pascal and, Siakam. This is a really weird thing to say, but I feel like he seems like such a good team defender. Like in terms yeah, of like yeah, yeah. Pascal Siakam, like he's so long and athletic mm-hmm. that like if he just steps in, mm-hmm. it's kind of like it throws you off. Yeah, and I, I think honestly like. Although this Raptors team has sort of changed a lot as of like like this season, I think that they sort of have like the least questions going into this playoffs sort of out of these top Eastern Conference teams. I agree. The biggest thing for them is like will Kyle Lowry kind of break that expectation of like choking the playoffs that he kind of has now based on the last handful I th- of seasons. Think, I think so because he's built his game this season more around passing than mm-hmm. shot making. So just like you're saying, like, oh, you can't have a bad night from two feet away at the rim. I don't think you necessarily have a bad night when you're building your game off of getting nine assists. That's fair. Yeah. Um, so that I think, that's, I think that's just like the biggest thing is like, will will if if every one of these guys keeps playing the way that they've played through the regular season, like this team is very consistent. However, and the one like, weakness that I do see is the same thing that I was talking about with the Bucks. I. I think they really only have like one and a half, like maybe two shot creators on yeah. their team. They have Kawhi Leonard and maybe Kyle Lowry and maybe Pascal Siakam, but I think those two last guys could definitely get weakened in the playoffs mm-hmm. as team game as teams game plan for them. To where that would be definitely my biggest concern in the playoffs is Kawhi yeah. Leonard going to have to like the thing is with the playoffs pace kind of slows down and there's more isolations and more pick and rolls and teams just kind of bring out the other's biggest weakness and i feel like with all that Kawhi leonard isoing i feel like if he has a bad night who's going to be that guy to go and still get your points like like we said with kyle lowry and his reputation of choking in the playoffs i don't think it's going to be kyle lowry and that might be like like while kyle lowry hasn't had to do that this regular season if teams really focus in on Kawhi leonard enforce Kyle Lowry to do that I'm not sure that he can in the playoffs so let's move on to the third third seed Indiana Pacers they're not kind of shocking <laughs> like it honestly it's it's amazing that they've even like survived this far as one of the top seeds in the east without Oladipo but it's very very hard to see 
them continuing this level of play like yeah. without Oladipo. I mean, honestly, even with Oladipo, their star power probably isn't really enough to match up with these guys. But without Oladipo, like I, mean, I, just, I would say, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's even like, with Oladipo, they would still be a pretender, in my opinion, just because mm-hmm. they're built for regular season basketball. Just like the Atlanta Hawks in like 2013. What what about built. them means that they're like built for that? Like they, what characteristics? They only have one shot creator. And while they play really good team defense and they have a lot of ball movement in the playoffs, mm-hmm. in the playoffs there's more situations where you just don't get a shot. And they're, the games are closer as well. So like on the last few possessions of the game, you're not going to be running a motion offense. That's not how the NBA works. Things like slow down and you get the ball into your best player's hands and he gets the best shot that he can. You don't mm-hmm. run like three off-ball screens unless you're like the 76ers getting J.J. Redick open. But you don't run like three or four off-ball screens for Bo- for Boyan Bogdanovich and then like <laughs> he, he kicks it out to like Tyreek Evans or whatever. Like... Mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening in the playoffs. I think they would be a fun team to watch in the playoffs, but they're just they're they're a pretender in my book. I agree. Yeah, I I think it's if they come up against sort of like one of these like if let's say they fall to the four seed and the Celtics are the five seed, that should they they do like really do it's, not have yeah. much of a chance. Um, so so I I honestly think like. There's a very decent chance that they don't make it past the first round, um, and if they make it to the second round, they're definitely not making it past the second round. So pretender, pretender. Um, Philly. Um, I think that like really on paper, this might be the most stacked team in the East. Like at least their starting lineup. Um, but we saw sort of we've talked a lot about the way that teams can sort of game plan for the 70 for for any you know any one team for like a seven game series last year the game plan was like just let ben simmons shoot and if you're doing that like if if that that problem really hasn't been solved i don't think for the sixers like teams can still sag off ben simmons and now while they've got four fantastic scores around him it still doesn't really solve that problem so i think that that might be a major flaw in this team that could get exposed like it did last year yeah and like you still see in warm-ups like oh here's ben simmons making a three and he's taking a couple in game but i don't think he's really proven to the league or proven to himself that he can consistently really like knock down that shot also i'm and looking so- at their roster right now and they've four very good defenders in tobias harris jimmy butler ben simmons and joel Embiid. but outside of that because i was thinking i was looking at mike scott and i was remembering how he kind of blew the cover on Zach Levine. Uh, and Zach Levine scored a buzzer beater off of them when Zach Levine passed it inbounds and then got a dribble handoff. And then just him and Jimmy Butler, Mike Scott and Jimmy Butler, just both went the wrong way and they just blew mm-hmm. the game. And I was thinking, like, I don't want Mike Scott on the court in the playoffs on defense in big-time moments. You don't really want J.J. Redick because he's just kind of a liability just based off of athleticism alone. Boban is a no. T.J. is a good team defender, but I don't know about, like, one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Jonah Bolden? I'm, I at least, though, T.J. is going to give 100% effort. Okay, but I feel like that almost doesn't matter if you're in the playoffs because, like, like, in the last, like, minute of the game or something like that. Because it's a... If it's a switch, 
and you get like Kawhi Leonard on it, it's 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 barbecue chicken. <laughs> and I, I I don't see that many good defenders on and this I'm roster. I'm not even sure the top four. I'm not even sure Tobias Harris is like that great of a he, defender. He's a pretty good defender. He, like he's solid, but my, my point is like he's not an elite. Is not an elite defender okay, by any means. But like you you don't need elite defenders. The Indiana Pacers mm, don't have mm. elite defenders. They just have like. 10 Miles, Miles Turner, I think you consider a pretty elite defender. Okay, but they have like six Tobias Harris's and then good and then two yeah. good defensive players. Yeah. Um, I think they could have defensive trouble. I think they they're gonna have to figure it out offensively in the with, playoffs with like who's getting the ices yeah, at the yeah, end yeah, of the yeah. game, whether it's Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, and are if that's the case, are you just gonna have Ben Simmons? standing in the corner because he's mm. pretty useless like that yeah to where and, and if he's really standing in the there? corner like again they can help off of him and it just creates like a four-on-five scenario if you just if ben simmons doesn't have the ball in his hands but i think that yeah they definitely have to with all the changes they've made they've got to kind of find their scoring balance and their balance as a team offensively and this is a lot of pressure for the 76ers if they don't get out of the second round with trading for Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris in the same season, that looks pretty bad for Elton Brand, the general manager. I'd say so. Um, Good luck to him to keep his job. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt that they'd fire him like right after that. Uh, like just based off that alone. But, yeah. Because I mean, he did set up a pretty great roster, but like, Except also they, we'll see they if have they fit no, well together. They have no bench. They don't have yeah. a bench. Their bench is JJ Redick, Boban. Well, JJ Redick's gonna start. Oh, right? sorry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, TJ McConnell. Whoops. Uh, Boban. Zaire Smith isn't help- healthy. You have, like, Jonathan Simmons, James Ennis. Jonathan Simmons is actually a solid defender off the bench, right? Yeah. James Ennis. Like, who else is really there? Like, Amir Johnson might get minutes. Mm. Like, like, yeah. what, like, what's really happening here? Um, and let's get to the Celtics, too. We talked about in our last episode. Go check it out. Um, we titled it, like, Why the Celtics Suck, or Why the Lakers Suck. And... We'll see if that continues in the playoffs. But, like, this is part of the reason, like, the Celtics have some of the most questions of any team in the league right now. Because this was really supposed to be the favorite to win the East heading into the season. And right now they're sitting at the fifth seed. Oh, by the way, did we say Philadelphia contender or pretender? I'm going to go with contender. Same. <laughs> I think that I think that I'd still take Milwaukee and Toronto as, as, like, to win the East over them. But they'd be number three. Yeah, okay. Um, and then I go with Boston number four as of now, I think, because okay, I have them maybe top two. It's hard because the East is really good. Yeah. But for me, I think Boston is like a heavy contender because I, I I really believe that the Celtics are going to be able to pull it together based off of playoff experience. Yeah. One, you have like a bunch of guys who are I wouldn't I wouldn't call them veterans because I wouldn't call guys like Marcus Smart a veteran. But they're very experienced, like, and they've been in the playoffs as yeah, well. Yeah, they're they're young veterans. Yeah, like, they're, they're Kyrie veterans Irving. Experience. Yeah, Kyrie well, Kyrie's won a championship already. I know, but I'm saying like he's also like 26. They have, yeah. they have a bunch of like youngish guys with a lot of playoff experience, mm-hmm. and I believe that in Gordon Hayward too. I believe that they can all just kind of come together, know what they're doing, and it'll all just click like that. You'd hope so, but sort of the quote that haunts me is. Mark is Marcus Morris saying this is a group of individuals, not a team. Like, uh, but Marcus, Morris, can... Marcus Morris also said like a week ago that Boston, don't worry, I promise we're going to figure this out. Yeah, they need to, but I'm not sure it's that it's as simple as just snapping your fingers from the playoffs come around. 
that's what the playoffs are for, though. So, the playoffs are for snapping your fingers and figuring it out. Yeah, I mean, like you'd hope that by the playoffs that would happen, but like it's gonna happen. It's a little bit late after 82 games to just happen. like decide we're a team. I'm now. the one who said the Celtics suck, but I also think the Celtics are gonna be good in the playoffs. I agree, but, but I, I I agree the Celtics are being good in the playoffs. I think it's too late though. I, I don't think that, like, they'll have enough unity to beat any of these teams, is my point. Okay, cool. Because, like, the other teams have uh, have had an entire season to figure it out. Okay. Um, I think we're done with the Eastern Conference. There are only really, like, five relevant teams. If you go through the other teams, like the Pistons, the Magic, the Nets. Those guys the, are pretenders. The, yeah, like, the, they're just straight they're up. They're not even pretenders, just because, like, no one considers them that. Detroit Pistons only have big men. Brooklyn Nets are being <laughs> led by D'Angelo Russell who like is solid but he's also like he's not a best player on a contender yet yeah miami heat uh yeah i don't even know what to say like who like who's their <laughs> no. guy i don't know no um and that's it yeah okay. beyond that yeah western conference let's start from the top golden state warriors duh c- contender next one of the best teams ever next next you know yeah next and demarcus cousins looks pretty freaking decent yeah like i said before like they would really have to beat themselves clay said at the beginning of the season like and they're having fun too their locker room struggles and their like or disagreements and like worries about what's going to happen for next season would be the only reason that they would lose the championship i think yeah and they they would really have to beat themselves they kind of clapped the two seed denver nuggets yesterday yeah speaking of which denver nuggets contender or pretender it's tough. I'm going to go, even though they're the two seed, even though they've been fantastic this regular season, I'm going to go pretender. Really? Yeah. Tell me why. Their injuries and their, I guess, lack of experience, just, again, sort of like the same thing with the Milwaukee Bucks of like how much better they've gotten this season, makes me think like they've got some serious like catching up to do. And I just don't think that this season is their season. They have some catching up to do in terms of being catching in the up playoffs. in terms of like they just sort of stepped into this role as like the second seed in the West. So like how do you go from let's see where were they? No, they weren't in the playoffs last yeah, year. Yeah, so how do you go from not being in the playoffs last year to being the second seed? How do you go from and like how do you go from losing to the Celtics in the first round to being the first seed? With the Milwaukee Bucks, I happen. think a lot more has changed with that team than has changed with the with the Nuggets. With the Nuggets, though. Okay, I would say internal growth is a very big thing. Yeah, especially with Jamal Murray and somehow Mike Malone just being a good coach now. Yeah, um, I, but but my point is like I think that that internal growth will be will continue, and next year they'll be better than they are this year. And I think that that internal growth isn't really. Their internal growth hasn't been enough to make them to make them like to make the difference between not making the playoffs and being you know like real contenders. So as good as they've been as a regular season team, to me this this team uh, I don't see them. If they make the Western Conference Finals, they're not going to win the Western Conference Finals. Whereas like okay, that's not that's not what a contender is. We're we're saying make the Western Conference Finals. Make the Western Conference also, Finals. Do they have a chance? Yes. Are okay. they going to? My money's on no. Okay, I'm saying. Okay, so dude, you like if if you think they could definitely make the Western Conference Finals, they're a contender. That's what we're talking but that's about. A, here. That's a chance. My point is like I will take probably at like three of these teams in the okay. West over them. Okay, so you're saying pretender. I'm saying at least two. if you brought up you brought up injuries, but you have 
you have Jamal Murray playing 58 games. Teams have played like 65 games right now. Mm-hmm. You have Jamal Murray, who's played 59 games. You have Paul Millsap, who's played 54 games. And you have Gary Harris, who's played 40. He's struggled a little bit with yeah, injury. Yeah, that, that's Gary Harris, just like who I was talking about. Okay, but I, I think I think that can come together, especially if Mike Boone, or sorry, Mike Malone makes pretty decent adjustments in the playoffs, like in-game adjustments, mm-hmm. and Nikola Jokic kind of holds up on defense, which he kind of has. That's also part of it, is like, which he, he has held up on defense, but... If you're just running a pick and roll over and over again against like, I don't know, like with against the I, Thunder, I like against the that, Warriors, I feel like you against... can say that about anyone though, because like Rudy Gobert has like gets cooked on the perimeter in the playoffs, but they still play him. Yeah, but Rudy Gobert is also an elite, elite, elite defender, and in, in uh, Nikola Jokic is not that. Yeah, you know, like the then then. The plus minus then on on Rudy Gobert is still like sky high. Yeah. Even even with those occasional like getting burnt. Um, so yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Houston Rockets. I would say hard contender, like hard contender. Really? Yes. I think I, I'm gonna go with pretender. Really? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I've really only got two contenders go. in the West. Okay. Fine. Go. Tell me why, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. I don't. Yeah, I made the argument for Harden for MVP. Giannis is gonna win MVP, but like, like, <laughs> like, like, like Harden, Giannis is still gonna win MVP. Like Harden, I think you could make the argument was was MVP has been MVP like up until you know like a certain point this season. But like, I just don't think that this style of play that the Rockets are playing will hold up. It's, I, this, I honestly, it's the same thing that happened last year. I think that, but, saying, but here's what's, the, here's what's the, different than what happened last team, year. I think this team. What's the difference? I think this team this year is worse than they were okay, last year like, around James they, Harden. Why? Just because they're relying on him more, or does that like Chris Paul's a little bit worse? Chris Paul's a lot worse. I mean, when James that, Harden hasn't played, Chris Paul has been looking pretty decent. How many games has James Harden missed? Like not very many. That's a very small sample size. Chris Paul has not had a very good season, and I don't think that like. He's getting any better with age. I, I I don't know. I just I really watching this team. Fifteen and eight. Like this team was as close as anybody got to beating the Warriors last year. I don't think they have a shot of even going to seven games against the Warriors this year. Okay. And so like just not, looking not at that, many means, teams do. I would say that if I, I was going to pick a team but, to get to I the would Western say, Conference I would say Finals the, against the Warriors, I would choose the Houston Rockets. Really? Yes. Over the Thunder. Yes, over the Thunder. I just think. They're just yeah. They just play better, man. They play better than <laughs> Thunder. It's like especially after they're the a first, fantastic regular especially season. Especially after team. the they're first fantastic. like twenty games of the year, the Houston Rockets have been going on a tear. I know, I know. They're fantastic. They're a fantastic regular season team. But like Plus, James Harden at some makes point, shots. Russell at some Westbrook point, doesn't make James shots. Harden is gonna burn out. And like I, we're like we were talking about with it's the, so easy to say. Like we were talking. I know, but it's true. It's so easy to say because like. How can any one person he didn't burn, do that he for didn't, an entire season? He didn't really season. burn out last year. But he's working even harder this season. Okay, but he he's won got, MVP last year. He was doing somewhat of the same thing. But if you look at his... I don't, I don't have him in front of me, but like if you look at his usage numbers and his ratings and his minutes, they're definitely up a like somewhat significant Okay, so you're, you're basing the Houston Rockets, who, who almost beat the Warriors last year, to not make the Western Conference Finals this year based on James Harden like just carrying somewhat of a big... Of a bigger load when he won MVP last year, I think and he might not win it this year. Here's what, here's my thought: They lost in Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals last year. Yeah, 
because they, they very missed, well they missed like 27 threes. And Chris Paul didn't play. If anything, they rely more heavily on the three this year and more heavily on James Harden. So if you have one or two nights... I don't nights, think they rely more heavily you, on the three. I just think they rely more heavily on James Harden. Who, who relies very hev- who relies more heavily on the three than in like almost anybody in the league. So if you... If you are missing... If, if like that is the difference... If they if CP3 hadn't gotten injured, they very well could have won that series. So that's another thing is like CP3 could get injured in the playoffs again, which would be devastating. Okay, dude, like, you cannot be out here saying, "Oh yeah, my reason for not having them make the Western Conference is Chris Paul could get injured." Yeah, that's like, not my. Okay, but that's not like my Giannis reasoning. could get injured. Yeah, yeah, but that's not my reason. But also, like Chris Paul gets injured like every season, like or at least part of it, and he already has been injured this season. But if you rely that heavily on the three, and like. I just think that if, if James Harden has one off night or one or you know, like season like or sorry series over, okay, against a very good team series over, so I don't think they have any chance of beating the Warriors in a, in, a, in the Western Conference Finals. I'm so like, astounded zero. by what James Harden has been doing. Yeah, I'm I can't picture him not performing. He will perform, but the problem is all you need is one game where he doesn't perform. Like let's say it's an even series, it's a right? And James series. Harden, but James Harden is for three games is lighting that team up, and for three games, like the other team, like is matching up, and then all it takes is one is one off game for James Harden, and that team and the Houston Rockets will not be able to score, and the other team will have even a solid game and series over. And so I just think that that it's like it's relying that heavily on James Harden is bound to fail at some point. Okay, that's that's my problem. Pretender, contender. Yeah. Okay. Going on to the OKC Thunder, I would say contender as well. They're probably my yeah. third best team. I have them as make, number two, I think. Okay. To make the Western Conference Finals, I think they're a very well built team. I think that Jeremy Grant could actually come up big if his jump shots continue to fall. However, my concern is if his don't fall and if Ter- Terrence Ferguson's don't fall and if Russell Westbrook's mm-hmm. keep not falling, is the shooting going to be there in the playoffs? Yeah. That's Paul George is going to have to have a hard carry. Um, the two problems I saw were they lost in the first round last year. They did. So the, so the argument that I've been making of, like, it's hard to make a big jump, you know, like, you have to do some catching up, that would take a big jump, you know, and this is basically the same roster. So uh, I, I'm kind of calling, like, a big jump, you know, a big change. But I, I think that there's... I'm looking at the roster right now. I see two guys who I would pass to in the corner for an open three and be like, okay, that was a pretty good possession. Paul George and Terrence Ferguson. Not Russell Westbrook, not Andre Roberson, if they have him back, I don't know. Not Markeith Morris, even though that's a pretty decent pickup. Yeah. Dennis, Dennis Schroeder? R- yes. Really? A wide open three in the corner? Yeah. Even Markeith Morris? Yeah. A wide open mm-hmm. three in the corner? Yeah. I wouldn't really Patrick Patterson? Position. Yeah. Pa- no, Patrick Patterson is not good. But a wide open three in the corner, okay, I'm isn't saying, that like all he can I'm do? Saying, I mean, like not even. Yeah, oh. he, he hasn't really been shooting. Amadou <laughs> Diallo, like not really, and that's like and Jeremy Grant, like not necessarily because yeah. he's like fundamentally like not the best shooter, but he's just been having a good season this year. But even Russell Westbrook, like wide open three in the corner, like he will shoot Bro. that. He okay, will shoot he that will shoot very it, confidently. He's, he's shooting like twenty eight percent on yeah, the year. But the thing is, he's not shooting twenty eight percent on like wide open corner threes. He's shooting twenty eight percent because he did because it's Russell Westbrook's not a good three point shooter. That's those numbers are severely he's still disfigured he's, by like he's still not a good shooter. <laughs> I don't care what you say. By like him deciding like 
oh, let me just come up and, like, I have a defender in my face, but let me just shoot over him. I don't know. I don't like no. watching Jim, uh, Russell Westbrook play, but I do think that this team is uh, is a contender. So, so first round, first round exit last year, and Patrick Patterson's having averaging four points a game. I don't know what you're talking about. But like, what's what's he shooting? <laughs> what's he shooting for three? He's shooting like thirty thirty four percent. So that's like a like, wide open on, like, three two attempts a game. Like wide he, open he three in the corner. He doesn't make hey, one a game. He hey, does 35. not make one. He does not make one a you game. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but but I I also think that you could also make the argument that Russell Westbrook has like really handed over the reins to Paul George this season and sort of let him kind of run the offense and run the team as a whole and be the guy for the for the Thunder and we've seen how well that has worked and that's been probably the biggest season between this season and the biggest difference between this season and last season. I worry a little bit that Russell Westbrook might get also, to the playoffs and want the spotlight and want to be the hero and try to take some of that back. Yeah, that will be very interesting. Also, just want to put it out here, Dennis Schroeder shooting 4.43s a game, which is decent sample size, and he's shooting 33%. Like, that's, like, not that good. That's slightly below league average. It's not above. I think league it's, like, average, like, like, 30. Like, good is, like, 37. That's That's very good. On a high volume, that's very good. I would say yeah, like yeah, yeah. 37, good three-point shooter. If you're shooting 4.43s a game and you're shooting 37%, that's very good. Yeah. That That is like a solid three-point okay, shooter. Den, den, yeah, fine. Yeah. Fine. You can have, like, Dennis, Dennis will be in the corner. You'd be happy shooter. with that possession. Well, wide open okay, Dennis in the corner. Fine. Yeah. I, okay. I don't see the shooting around this team. I think they're, yeah. I think they have the tools mm-hmm. to make it far. I don't know about the execution. Yeah. And and I also am not very confident in Billy Donovan as a coach. Like he, this guy almost got fired at the end of last year. And like, well, he yeah. stepped it up. Like, uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, Trailblazers. We pretend, out. Pretender. Contender. You think they're a contender? We out, Bruh. Okay, like a little bit. <laughs> like like they could be a contender. I'm back to uh, my boy Charles Barkley, who is out here saying that they were going to the finals. Wait, what? Stop playing with us. Yeah, Charles Barkley said that. You said that? You think that the, you think they're going to the finals? No, Charles Barkley You just said you're that. backing him, though. Okay, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm backing the support of Charles Barkley. Okay, okay, okay. I think that they could very well just go on this hot streak because no one's been talking about them. And if I had to put my trust into almost anyone in the NBA, it would be Damian Lillard in the playoffs. I swear, if you bring up last year... I was going to say, I was about to say, the only thing I have to say to as a counter-argument is they got swept by the Pelicans last year in okay, the first round. But bef- like, I as, have, as, I as the, like, okay, Damian as, like, Lillard's, the like, my seed, second favorite like, player, so, like, I'm biased, right? But I hate when people saying that Damian Lillard isn't clutch, especially last Damian year. Damian Lillard is very clutch. Okay, thank you. But you but, also can't say, okay, like, I'm not, I'm you not can't say that they're I'm con- talking directly to the camera yeah, and okay. to the microphone. Stop saying <laughs> that Damian Lillard is not clutch. Everyone last year and over the past, like, 11 or 10 months have been talking about Damian Lillard choked. Damian Lillard's a choke artist. He's not good in the playoffs. That's literally what he's built his brand off of. That's what he's built his career off of. Just you, being clutch in, in the clutch moments. He got he locked is, up yeah, by yeah. a, a first-team all-defensive player last year. Drew Holiday, when, yeah. when literally the opposing team's defense literally just the game plan was okay let's stop Damian Lillard and then everything else will fall into place because he has no help that mm. is the reason why he did not play well so last year. so here's so here's my thing isn't that isn't that team and isn't that help exactly the same 
So couldn't you just put another all def- all defensive player on Damian Lillard have, and, and shut them a, down? I think you have a bit more shooting this year, right? I, th- I think like you, you have you have uh, like, like internal development of Zach Collins who is but like Zach a Collins just like isn't playing anymore. E- okay, Enos Cantor, better offensive weapon. He can't Seth shoot, Curry, though. Seth Curry can shoot. Rodney Hood can shoot. Zach yeah. Collins has improved his three pointer. Jake Lehman is a good three point shooter. A lot. Of, Boom. Yeah. How many of those guys are new? Seth Curry's not new. Rodney Hood is Seth new. Seth Curry is new. He was on the team last year, wasn't he? Don't think no, so. No, he was on the Mavericks, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Seth Curry... And Seth Cantor can't new. shoot, so that's not shooting. Okay, Jake Lyman is new. He can shoot quite well. Yes. That's that's three um, good shooters plus Zach Collins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think Zach Collins is going to play that much in the playoffs. And this team has been pretty good on defense this year as well. They they've they've the bodies to be good at defense. They have yeah. sort of the athleticism in. I also, Rodney Hood's not good. But at also defense. like but what, what you were saying about like Turner, shot creators, like how many of those guys are creating their own shot? Like are the guys you just named. That that is the issue. That is like, the issue. Like they don't Dame have any CJ, shot obviously yes. Ennis Cantor like on the low block on the low block kind of. Seth Curry kind of. Rodney Hood no, kind no, that's, of. That's definitely this team's biggest flaw. But I think that. They have a pretty good chance to just kind of like flip the switch like that. Just pull a Boston Celtics. If I don't know the that they'll get team, but like, do team. they really have they really had like team problems to the point where they can like change something and they'll get better? Like, I think they're, they're, you can make the that five argument. seed in a competitive West. Yeah, yeah, they're like my, two my, games away from the my, three my seed point is for like, a reason. The Pelicans were expect, or sorry, the, the Celtics were expected to be so much better, and there's clear, there's a clear problem in the way that they're playing as a team and the and their chemistry as a team. So you could say like, okay, if they fix their chemistry, they'll be so much better. But I don't think anybody's saying the Portland Trailblazers' chemistry is very bad. So like, do they really have that much like ceiling to go reach just by like? Playing better as a team. If Damian Lillard's on your team and he can just go out in a playoff game and get 50, that's a pretty high ceiling. But that's he's not going to be able to do that every night, okay, which is like he he does that in the regular season a freaking lot, especially like when 50? the team, especially when the team's not playing well. Like what? Like oh, he had 45. <laughs> Contender. Pretender. Stop playing with me. So, so you that so our definition of a contender. You said do you think they're gonna make the Western Conference Finals? I think they very well could. Okay, that's different than than that. I think they have like they have, a, I said, they have a significant chance. <coughs> they have a significant chance. The thing is, I have the, the I think the Denver Nuggets are, have a significant chance of making the Western Conference Western Conference Finals. But I said they're a pretender because I don't think that they will. They have a significant chance, yes, but I don't think you would bet money on the Portland Trailblazers. Okay, then you're the Western only, Conference then you're Finals. only saying you have two contenders. Yeah, I'm saying I have two to three. Okay, but in the East you don't have two to three. In the East, the here's my two to three: Bucks, um, Raptors, Sixers. Boom. And that leaves out the Celtics. Okay. I th- if if I, I have think, to go, I and, think the Blazers have a significant chance, and that's how. I'm but I think that it. the Blazers have a much smaller chance of making the Western Conference Finals than than the well, but that's the, the, thing, the Celtics. That's the thing about the West. Sixers, the West has Raptors, been crazy Bucks, for two years. Three. The West has been crazy for two years because there's but almost think, no difference between the three seed and the seven seed. I think that it's there's less difference this year between Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, Celtics than between like the top teams in the West. There's less. I think okay, that I think that those four teams in the East all have up very similar chances to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, but I'm these are like 
teams that would be like phenomenal in the East. Golden State Warriors, Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, OKC, Portland Trailblazers, Utah Jazz, and I'm going to go out here and say it, the LA Lakers. And the San Antonio Spurs would be a top five seed. Nah. The San Antonio Spurs would still be below the four teams that we named and probably the the uh, Pacers. They're 37 and 29. That's a slightly worse record than the Boston Celtics. Yeah, but and they're playing. The, they're playing somewhat tougher teams in the West. I think that like the top four teams in the East, like I think that the difference between the West and the East is like smaller this year than it was last year, I'm even s- with LeBron I'm in the West. Western Conference just has more excellence because the East have has four very good teams. The West has the single best team in the league, if not ever. And then, and they have, then like they, after that, I, I it's not say, as stacked. As I would the say East. they have like five teams. Who can match up with the four on the? They have like, six teams like, who can match up with the four on the like, East. If you look at the power rankings, like you would put Golden State Warriors number one. The next like three, for me at least, would be like Bucks, Raptors, Sixers, like over Nuggets, Rocket, Rockets, okay, Thunder. Like, I don't know how we got into this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I don't know. I think that's kind of it, right? Yeah. We covered the playoff race. We covered who are the contenders, who are the pretenders. Let us know down in the comments what you guys think yeah who's right about the trailblazers about uh what else we the nuggets the celtics celtics yeah and thank you for listening to this episode of space the floor nba podcast we hope you enjoyed follow us on instagram at space the floor podcast and on twitter at space the floor links will be down below for that and thank you for listening my name is connor Geelan. and i'm connor flanner and see you next time peace